This is El Paisano Media, and you're listening to EPM Network. Hello, and welcome to Sound Station Episode 3. My name is Gilbert Andrew Lazo, and yep, this is Sound Station Episode 3. And um, two topics I want to talk about today would be about one for the upcoming, well, the recent releases of two um, albums, and when in particular artists who was on both of them. And another topic about just two artists that I feel like are coming up from, I guess you could say, the underground SoundCloud, SoundCloud I guess, see, um, scene. But it's just hard to differentiate on what. But um, enough of that. That's the topics for today. And the first topic I wanted to talk about would be the two uh, albums released recently. Well, one was re-released called Faces by Mac Miller. And another one would be Punk by Young Thug. And the reason I say um, these two was because... Both of these, uh, well, I would say album, even though Faces is technically a mixtape, but I'll still call it an album, really. But um, both of these pretty much um have Mac Miller in them. The well, in Young Thug's Punk, it was confirmed that Young Thug that he recorded the song way before, like he he literally said in an interview that he recorded uh the song right before the day before Mac Miller passed away. And he, um, the song, uh, give me one, I think the song is appropriately titled Day Before. And, um, both of these, um, well that, um, Young Thug particularly goes into an interview saying that he recorded the song right before, like the day before Mac Miller passed, which is honestly pretty crazy. And, and honestly, like, pretty much took like a while since 2018, which is about like, like three years ago, really. It's crazy to think that how much uh, Mac Miller has accomplished since then. Like, pretty much after he passed, he started gaining a lot more recognition and these accolades, which is crazy to see. Even though, like, back then, like, he was, like, above, like, I wouldn't say he wasn't bad, but, like, he was just, he was just there. Because, you know, he pretty much blew up. I guess he um started gaining popularity through, like, MTV. Because I remember watching his show, The Mac Miller and the Most Dope Family, back then. I forgot which year. But I remember, like, I'd, he had a TV reality show, and it was pretty cool to see it. Just him in his hometown of Pittsburgh just, you know, doing whatever he wants to do. Just basically about his life. And I also, like, pretty much knew him from, like, a lot of stuff from, like, MTV. And then I started getting into his music. And it honestly, like, I guess it's, like, a, like fresh. He was always, like, innovating. He pretty much had, like, the best, um, he pretty much had the best, like, progression as a rapper artist because he went from like a college like i want to say college but like you know like a happy go friendly like sound just like fresh happy like and then more like mostly like a boom bap type stuff too and then he actually like as he got older he started like changing progressing with like more experimental stuff and like with the recent like re-release of faces was like be like he got into more like psychedelic i guess like more experimental type stuff but um after it just seems like he did pretty well for himself and like honestly faces getting re-released was actually pretty cool like i've always like i've heard everywhere people saying like it's a really good mixtape and like how pretty pretty much like it's when mac miller was at his peak in like 2014 but i feel like he never really peaked he was just always like innovating it's hard to say when he peaked because i pretty much like um when he passed because he pretty much passed like a few months not like a month after he released his uh album swimming and after that like he was just doing like more experimental like i guess i wouldn't say psychedelic it's just hard to 
like put together what he what sound he was going for instead of like the the one he was known for in the beginning for like a boom bap type stuff but um i guess that's that's it for i guess my review on faces was it's a pretty good i guess a re-release of a mixtape you know like psychic like i said psychedelic and i guess i like, had some um some hip-hop uh, elements too with like songs like therapy and diablo as like the like um the instrumental too for diablo is just really great and also like people were surprised that it got re-released because the the mixtape had a lot of samples but like then again some of the samples didn't really make it to final release and it's just like they pretty much just cut it off or like they just changed up the instrumental like i recognized from diablo because i remember the i was watching the music video and it had a real it had a, i wouldn't say it had a big difference in an instrumental but you could hear the difference and the people like i don't know it's just at least the mixtape is out there for a large wider audience to hear about it and the legacy of mac miller and another topic i wanted to get onto would be about these two artists primarily in i guess the underground soundcloud scene i don't know if you would really call it soundcloud as if like pretty much the artist like grew out of it well they still upload on soundcloud but like you could still also hear them on other platforms like especially spotify or apple music i guess like this what did say soundcloud like it's hard to call it the underground because like there's a wide variety of music genres and stuff i guess you could say in the underground but like what i basically mean is like a lot of experimental artists on like under the radar just like barely, barely getting notoriety and like obviously trying to make it big and then they're Go, they're up there like you could like hear the potential in them and i guess not to be like super big but like at least have like a cultural impact and one artist i was primarily thinking about would be cemetery and it's with an s but like with cemetery he um he started i guess just recently he started getting notoriety i guess with his um rainbow bridge trilogy but like one in particular that kind of stood out would probably be the first rainbow bridge and what about that uh, album it's pretty much like a black metal witch core type thing and it's hard to ex- diff- like explain it but like you could definitely hear it's like a trap type stuff trap black metal not like trap as in like screaming but like a lot of like deep lyricism and just like hard-hitting like instrumentals and you could definitely hear like i guess you can hear the chief keef uh, influence on cemetery especially with like rainbow bridge 3 as like he guess he progressed but it's up to like the listener to um to decide if he like progressed or downgraded but honestly it's just here it's just great to hear like a different type like actually hear the chief keef influence on him but again like his um whole um catalog is just really great and i feel like he's gonna have i wouldn't say he's gonna get super big as like commercialism and all that but like he'll definitely leave like a cultural impact on like music and i guess like just on the type of rap right now as there's like many different genres of hip-hop and just it basically blowing up right now but like he definitely would definitely leave like a mark like leave a huge influence on today's um hip-hop scene and you could definitely hear like the influence it's basically like a like a chain of like influencers and then it'll just be continuing on to keep up that like type of music going for like ever until like it dies really until like no one like 
really likes it anymore. Like, no one just makes it anymore and it's just, like, left there to die. I'm trying to think of, like, I guess... The Riddle wouldn't be a music genre, to my knowledge, that just died and, like, no one really went through with as a lot of stuff. Primarily, like, funk and Memphis-type stuff. And uh, speaking of, like, Memphis-type stuff, another artist that I want to get into that's kind of popping off would be Sempra, who's actually from, like, New Zealand, which is crazy. Because I, I first heard of Sempra from, like, Jay Green, who, if you don't know, like, Jay Green was, like, primarily, like, the leader of Schema Posse. And Schema Posse, like, back in, like, 2015 had, like, members, like, of course, like, Lil Peep and Ghostman, It's Okay to Cry, and just, like, other versatile artists from the SoundCloud era from, like, 2015 to, like, 2017. And he basically kind of helped them, like, build their careers up. And then they just disbanded in, like, mid-2016. And then Jay Green just kind of stopped Schema Posse for, like, a while until he brought it back, like, the mid-2020 of last year. And he eventually, like, got Sempra in. And Sempra, with him, it's, like, of course, like, with Schema Posse's whole base, like, um, music sound would probably primarily be, like, Memphis funk. And just other, like, trap metal type stuff, I guess, as what they've been known for. And, but with the Memphis type stuff is with Sempra. And you could obviously hear, like, the really big Ghostman influence on him, which is pretty good. I'm not saying, like, he's a copycat, but, like, you know, he's trying to do something similar, but make it into his own craft as, like, you could basically hear the influence a lot. You could even hear, like, a lot of the influence of Suicide Boys in him. But, like, it's just, like, you know, a breath of fresh air, something new, and, like, as well as something from back then, but as well getting it now, and just keep on innovating and innovating until, like, he gets up there. But the sound he makes is kind of obviously, like, really similar to Ghostmane, and a well, like, old Xavier Wolf, like, 2012, like, a fast-type flow on what, like, a hard trap beat, funk-type stuff like that. But with that, it's, like, really really catchy if like you've been listening to this type of stuff and like into like you know hip-hop or like something like experimental you know instead of just something that's like you heard like billion dozens of other times but like if you like definitely i feel like these two artists cemetery and semper would definitely make their mark on like hip-hop somewhere like that but well, it'd be great for them to also, like, make it big and just become, like, commercial. As well as see them, like, succeed in what they want to do as well. Like, because it, it pretty much, like, they'll definitely leave, like, a big influence on today and just, like, for future artists and, like, later on. And you could definitely, you'll definitely hear them, like, pay homage to them and as well as them paying homage to, like, what influenced them as like it's just like you know a continued legacy of just going on and on and on but um for other that other than that there's nearly no other new releases coming up no nothing i've heard of unless like just you know rumored albums just coming out like a lot of stuff like travis scott's utopia or asap rocky's all smiles or like a while it's like some stuff that's like kind of been blackballed for like Juice World's album, but apparently he's getting a documentary that's supposed to release before the end of the year, according to like his team and everything, so that's that. But then other than that, nothing really new in the music in my in my eyes. A lot of it's crazy to think like like I said in like last episode, a lot of artists are on tour right now too. I guess it's touring season in the fall. 
even though like it's probably the weather is gonna start changing drastically especially like another like midwest states or whatever it snows because i know it doesn't snow over here i'll just get like windy or cold like how it was last week where it was just really windy which was weird but other than, like it was like i don't know it was like it felt like a storm with thunder everything too it's just been weird like how the thunder and everything just coming out but other than that touring season upcoming underground artists and mac miller actually having like a good uh a good um friday and week of his re-releases keeping his legacy alive which has honestly been handled great i'm not saying like other legacies have been trashed well like i'm not it's not not up to me to just say like oh this artist has been trashed but like it's just like i feel like mac miller's legacy has been like really quiet as they haven't been like trying to sell anything from him as just trying to get his music out and just being like you know humble i guess just being quiet and humble and just getting through whatever needs to get through and with that and as well as like cemetery with his i guess trap like different like it's really experimental type stuff with hip-hop as well as like um sampra just you know another new underground artist impacting the sounds of like soundcloud i guess you could still say soundcloud I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna still say it. I'm gonna still go with SoundCloud. SoundCloud is still like, because a lot of people, even from like 2016, like people say like SoundCloud is dead, but like it's not really. A lot of artists come from there. It's great to see like another, like not a new artist, just come up big from that platform. And I feel like it's still very alive. And like if you give it a listen, <clears throat> you know, like listen to similar artists and everything, it's just great to hear like a lot of new people coming up from there and you can as well hear like a lot of um different types of stuff variety and stuff like that and as well as like popular music from today's terms and just see like a lot of artists that even peaked from their soundcloud area merging on to like something new but yeah other than that that's like pretty much it for today's episode just wanted to get over just these a few topics and um i hope you have a good day or night wherever you're listening. It's like 2 a.m. Not really 2 a.m. But like 1.30. I'm recording and I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm getting the hang of this. Alright. Well, that's it for today.